Okay, so I. That's good. Do you want to just like come a little bit more forward so you're more in? Yeah. Perfect. How about that? <laughs> it couldn't be. This is probably the most spontaneous one I've done so far, man. If our roommates come in, they're gonna be like, "What the fuck are you guys doing?" Yeah, we'll just have to roll with it. What is happening? <laughs> There's a new roommate, and you guys are having coffee and filming yourselves. Yeah, sometimes that's just how it goes. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, you've gotta you've gotta tell me more about this uh, country that you're going to um, in January. Sure. Like well, um, like 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 what's what's the what's the reason for going? Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, okay. Is, is it all just business? So, I'm going to uh, Bali, Indonesia. I'm in frame here. Bali, Indonesia. Uh, it is mostly me resetting and taking my next trip somewhere. Right. So. Uh, the goal is to kind of like reset everything I've been doing and try to start fresh again. What do you mean resetting everything? So I've been doing photography for like two or three years, right? Built up this great client base in the US and now I'm kind of like not throwing all of it away but a little bit of it to go move somewhere else and, and try something different. Try all the things that I want to do that I don't have time to do. Oh, I see. Now, yeah, so do more writing, I don't do enough documentaries or like video interviews. I, I don't do much document or video at all. So I want to try to do a little bit more of that. Uh, and, and take my photography more international. So while I'm right now doing travel and event work for companies in the US, I'm starting to like ask those same companies that are global if they have markets in, in Singapore, Hong Kong, and photograph for them there. And some of them are like, oh yeah, you're going, you know. I told them I'm moving to Indonesia and they said, oh, we have a, a conference in Singapore. Maybe we, you can shoot that for us. But if I didn't say I was, you know, if I was, that I, if I didn't ever even said I was going there, the opportunity wouldn't present itself. Right. So that's like the, th the, the idea is, okay, just throw yourself into the situation and see what you can create out of it. What was your main reason for uh, choosing Indonesia? Uh, and you said it's Bali? Yeah. Bali yeah. and Indonesia. It was a, actually like my, I think my sister was the first person that mentioned it 10 years ago. She did her first trip, like a, her like first travel trip by herself and went uh, to Asia by herself. And when she got to Bali, she like emailed me and she was like, oh my God, this is like, you're going to love this place. Never went, never, never saw it. And ever since then, I've kept, I've kept meeting like pretty interesting people in my life that live there or been there or currently living there now. And it was just always on my radar. And then someone <laughs> mentioned it a couple months ago, like, Hey, uh, you know, let's do our next trip. Like my best friend and his girlfriend wanted to do like a, a double trip somewhere. And they said, follow And I was like, this is the friend that has the travel uh, No, this is just like another buddy of mine. And then I decided we, it was kind of like, oh, well, maybe we should move, just buy a one-way flight there. You know, I'm looking for my next trip. And I, you know, I'll be close to uh, Bhutan, which I was talking about, the, the country where I lived before. 
and I've always wanted to like start expanding into Asia and a bunch of other reasons my girlfriend's like I'll go and you know that's where I want to go to and so then you know things start building up and you, you know keep hearing different reasons why you should go and so but the, yeah that was the main one was so you have always like, kind of been on my radar you have main clients like people that want you to take pictures for you like already like lined up in, in like specific time frames that you're going to be like uh, taking pictures for them in in Bali uh, no, so I have nothing in Bali right now, like no work lined up or anything like that. This is just but just, but, just resetting. Yeah, but my my clients do have work that I could shoot some of their stuff in like bigger markets, like Singapore, like world hubs. You know, like okay. Bali is like pretty small place still. It's you know, it's it's not like they're gonna be throwing a tech wall. So it, it shouldn't speak so soon, but there's not going to be like a tech conference for me to photograph out there anytime sure. shortly. Uh, but I'm sure they're doing things. It's just like I'm not going to be able to develop uh, a stable income from working for clients directly in Bali. I'm going to have to like As travel. You can tell, to I know these... nothing about Bali. I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, but uh, but I do know that the market is not big enough for me to like create business around. You know, okay. where I can still do what I love doing and like create some income. So like I have to go to like Hong Kong, and Singapore, uh, for for to do the stuff I already do well now. You know, that's photographing events or whatever it is for for people. Maybe even wedding destination destination weddings. But the other stuff I can do, maybe some writing, some local documentaries, um, things like that. You know, the the remote stuff I can do, and I can build on that. Maybe there's some travel writing that I want to explore on more. So when so. you say uh, like resetting, yeah, um, you mean like you're you're going there and you're looking for like more passions that you have. Like you found photography, which is a passion, right? You you've had this. Uh, I guess you have a photography business mm -hmm. that you've had going for like a couple of years now, right? And now you're looking for like that next like passion that you can add into your portfolio. Is that it? Yeah, I mean. Well, there's a, there's a, there's, it's not just with my career, but, but as part of it, but it, a general rule that I have for myself is every year I have to leave the country to reset oh, like my that. mind. I like that. So it's, okay, so three years ago I had my first experience of really traveling, living outside the country, and lived in Bhutan for a year. Came back, totally like, you know, everything was undone and, and, redone again when I come back to the to the US and I, and I when I came back I said okay every year you have to make sure to do a big trip you know leave for a few months and reset do a one-way flight somewhere and, and then and reset your mind and uh, that's the main reason for getting out of the country and going somewhere completely different and complete and somewhat remote um, for my career yeah I'm was really lucky in that ever since I started traveling, I, I found my passion or, uh, and then discovered how to make income from it. So, you know, I came back to the U.S., built up a business in photography for the last two years, and it's going great. So, like, why leave? Sounds like crazy, 
you know it's like oh, you, you know you found your passion okay like now you're you're doing good you're doing well at it um, why would you like give it up and go but I th- but what is like what is your rationale with that so my experience has been that every time I do leave so last year I left I went to the Amazon for for a few months traveled in South America came back and doubled my doubled or tripled my business last year compared to the year before so whatever clients I had to say no to for those few months I said no came back and had a whole new perspective on my business model I was used to be positioned in just New York and over the last year and because of this trip and and getting myself in the in the uh, routine of traveling was able to to expand all over the US so now I shoot every week flying once or twice a week to different to all around the, the US so so, so you're removing that mentality of like being stuck in one location for your business and right uh, so it's like okay I, I, I get out of the the country I have nothing I come back discover my you know discover my passion for photography okay I get out of the idea that I have to be stuck in the like this job <clears throat> whatever nine to five that I have now I have my own business and then I get stuck in the idea that I'm a photographer in New York and I guess that's limiting maybe that's how my mind thought about it and then I leave and I come back and now I'm working all over the country and now you know now I'm hoping that this next leave means that I I can travel all over the world or something maybe not in the same format but maybe I discover a new way of making income that gives me even more freedom to travel I don't know it, it could long? go horribly wrong too <laughs> I could go be like fuck <laughs> uh, you know come back to the US and like oh, that didn't work out how long were so you long? gone again uh, first time yeah one year one year one year yeah. that's, a, that's a long time to be gone yeah it's crazy did you uh, like travel around or was it just like you went there and then stayed yeah, I lived in, in Bhutan for one year, so that was like... No no different, like, towns or, or cities or, or anything? Uh, Just, like, Bhutan, one well, year? Well, it's, like, it's very similar all around the, the country. So you have the capital city, which is Timpu. It's, like, 70,000 people. So that's the capital. And then outside that, it's pretty much it's all country and, and mountains and, and the Himalayas and villages. So even though we did travel four months out of the year around the country, creating travel content, things like that for my buddy's travel company, I was telling you, um, it was, it's like, there's nothing different. Uh. There's no, it's all very, very similar. So it's it was very similar to like living in the same village for a year uh, uh which is like it's it's kind of like just total opposite of this of this place or anything i ever knew like how oh man like what is the what is like the biggest thing that that was just completely different the people uh the they, yeah, I mean, they, like the environment, it being mm-hmm. remote versus being uh, like a big city like Austin. Most different thing. 
it's, it's kind of like you're getting bombarded from every angle, you know? Like everything's different. Because I guess, you know, how it would be different from, okay, you fly into Bangkok. And Bangkok's a big city. There are familiar things everywhere, right? But there, Bhutan, there's, there's, I mean, it's all like dirt roads and, and uh, mountains and, and village and like villages. Uh, everyone wears like the national the national dress. I mean, they even have most of the people are wearing goes and, and kiras, so the national uniform of of men and women. Oh. And uh, you know, a, a culture that's kind of been preserved for a very long period of time because in the nineteen 19- 70s was when they like first opened up the borders to tourism outside of like India I think maybe but so anyone you know after only the 70s people could start traveling there then they got TV and Wi-Fi like way later than everyone else you know I was just about to ask that like how's the how's the technology affected these people hey, uh yeah that's like an interesting thing like Bhutanese Bhutanese oh man you would love to go in there <laughs> you would, you, you, it sounds really nice. Yeah, I don't recommend it for everyone, but like, but for someone that values the experience of travel over anything else, and you know issues with food or discomfort, like all those things that you have to deal with in in extreme situations, uh, this is like the greatest, one of the greatest val- um, experiences I've had. But yeah, the tech thing is like so interesting to me to, to see how it affects cultures and how it makes me as well. everyone homogenous and, you know, a monk on a cell phone or a, a tribe, a kid from a tribe on a cell phone or even the shaman on a cell phone, which is, that's not, uh, well, there are tribes there, but, but like in the Amazon, same thing, like you see that in in uh, more accessible parts of the country. They're still very remote, but it's like obviously like technology permeates really quickly. Do you see Bhutanese and it's people cheap, so it's like, walking down the street like texting? Yeah. Oh. In in the capital city only. Okay. Oh, so similar to Colombia then. Medellin people texting, but then like if you go to Guadalupe yeah. or uh, think of like another a, remote town, people don't do that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, um, but it's it's so it's so different because it's like you know the most of the country is this is pretty um, it's like countryside. And villages, so they're not. I mean, they're not walking around with cell phones. They're milking cows or something like that, sure. or like tending to the farm, or or cooking dinner, like you know, doing like a lot of. There are a lot of farm farms around sounds, the country. It sounds beautiful. Yeah, it's gorgeous. Uh, so, but in the city, it's like just like um, it's not just like any other city. But people are very. There are people that are very educated, very advanced. I mean. Um, they're on, you know, there's people on cell phones and, and things like that. But it's really like cell phones that are the most, 
um, familiar. But outside of that, like the technology isn't really that advanced. You know, like cell phones are really like are they really cheap and they're everywhere. Like, like are there coffee the, shops where people are like pulling out MacBooks? No. What about like there are there are two there are like two or three there are two or three okay maybe three, but this is we're talking about the entire country and then there's like okay maybe there's four or five places, and then the tourists um, that are there maybe they're maybe they're doing it too, but I mean you know the entire country four five cafes like this well in the in the capital city that would like we would go to, and we're the only ones with like laptops out. Like to have a MacBook is like, a, like what? What's the uh, what's the language? Zonka. Zonka. Yeah, it's like a derivative of Tibetan. I think. Is there <laughs> is there any English speakers? Okay, that is the that is the best um, the most interesting thing about this country. Like, if I were to say the number one uh, travel uh, or. or Number one reason why it's it's better to travel there than anywhere else, if you want like cultural experience, is everyone speaks English. That's like the weirdest thing. Yeah, so like people, uh, the 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 fourth king made it the official second language. In the I think in the seventies or eighties, and then so it's taught in all the schools around the country. So even in the most remote uh, village in Bhutan where we would go to like these places where you know I was definitely there was there were times where you know, you could tell I was maybe the one or two, second first or second foreigner for the year that came through you know because a lot of these places were uh, very very remote it would take a month, a month to get or weeks to get there and if you're a tourist you know you you can't take a three-day drive to the other side of the country and back that's your whole trip is three days of driving six days of driving right so these places were really really remote and uh they would speak fluent english so it would be like traveling in time going back to to you know a place hundreds of years ago and you know seeing their culture and everything but they're speaking in fluent english it's crazy that's the kids the kids are speaking in, in that sounds english. perfect for yeah. Uh, somebody who speaks English, who's traveling, who wants uh, a completely different culture, right? But wants to still understand what the fuck is going on around right. them, yeah. um, because I mean, uh, in Colombia, so like if you're in in Guadalupe, uh, you you have these similar things. You have uh, like um, a culture that is quite untouched by technology. Mm -hmm. uh, people are aren't walking around uh, texting or on social media or whatever people do on their phones. Um, you have mountains, you have right. really clean air, yeah. you, you have people just going about their day. Right. Uh, um, but then you also have Spanish. And if you don't yeah. know Spanish right. or you don't know it very well, yeah. it can be overwhelming. Uh, so this sounds perfect. Yeah, yeah, that that is the toughest thing. It's like you want so badly, at least for me, it's like I love to uh, meet the people. Like I, I get to experience, Same. like travel the best through cultures. My friend might like to hike the mountain and see the landscape. 
but I, I like to speak with the people. Same. Right? So, um, if even if you have a translator, it's still tough to, like, you know, you go back and forth five questions. It's, oh, that's it's nice. secondhand them. Yep. Right. But to, you know, to speak with someone, and I always remember this monk that, that in one of his temples, he came up to me, he's like, hi. And like, you know, I'll get all nervous because I'm like, oh my God, these guys are like, <laughs> they're like so nice, you know. You can just, they're emanating like ultimate peace and, and happiness. And so you're like a little nervous, and you're like, hey, what's up? And they're like, where are you from? Oh, what did he say? He said, what village are you from? And I was like, oh man, how do I tell this guy I'm from New York City? You know? <laughs> what village are you from? <laughs> yeah. I think my, one of the other photographers joked, like, East Village. And uh, I was like, oh, I'm from New York. And he's like, do they have, ri- they have rivers there? Like we have here? Uh, and uh, That was the second question. Yeah. He's like, does it have mountains and rivers like we have here? I was like, oh, man. Like, our rivers are not, like, you know, I'm thinking, immediately I'm thinking the Hudson River. Like, comp- actually, I didn't even think about it because it's it's not even close to what they have. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, we have the Hudson River, which is, you know. Is it, like, tr- Yeah, it's atrocious. Oh. You, can't even, you can't swim It's like if you thing. can see what, what we've done with our river. <laughs> right. Uh, and not everyone is like that. Like, I, I don't want to, like, give the idea, like, this, you know, that they don't know what New York City is. Because, but this was, like, one person in a very remote area of the country. Most people definitely know what New York City is. But this was, this was an extreme situation. Do they? They, they know? Like, Absolutely, yeah. Most of them have TV. Most have TV. Oh, okay, I see. And cell phones. Cell phones are, I mean, everywhere. But this, but knowing this like a one temple, they didn't thing about have a river in New York City. They might, they might not know. No, no, no. Well, what I'm saying is that this guy, I mean, he must have not had cell phone or TV. You know, this the this temple there where they were was very, I guess, was like no technology. They accept technology. It's not like a bad thing to them. But sure. But the, you know, it was clear that that. You know, didn't know what New York City was. And, uh, you know, that conversation, you know, I don't, it wouldn't have went the same way if I had a translator even that was, like, dedicated to translating everything and I was interviewing for a documentary or something like that. Like, it's so much more... It sounds like a form of communication that's so unnatural. Yeah, it was so, it's so much more uh, intimate if you could, like, actually just speak directly and see the words coming out of his mouth and I was like, oh my God, this is insane, you know? Like... If a translator said it, I don't know if I would have really. Uh, if it would, I don't know if it would have been as powerful. But I've, ne- I've never talked to a monk. Like, what did you guys talk about? Uh, these guys are really smart. Actually, <laughs> like, I, I had a boss will... that was a monk. Oh, I guess I have talked to a monk because I had a yeah. boss that was a, a, a Buddhist monk. But he was. What was it? What? He was a Buddhist monk. Yeah, he for like a year or two. Um, really? But I've never talked to like a monk, I guess, uh, in another country that was yeah. that's wearing, you know, that looks like a monk. Like, like, how was the conversation? Yeah, uh, yeah you get into deep conversations, and um, they're very, 
very philosophical, uh, very deep, thoughtful people. It's it's really cool. I admire them the most. I mean, <clears throat> of any kind of type of spiritual group because because of the questions that they ask and self awareness that they have, and it's it seems to me to be a lot of questioning and and a lot of philosophy and it and it's really you know sometimes they have you thinking for a while and you sit with them and they're very uh, very at peace which is like an obvious thing to say but they just seem like rooted into the ground you know and they and they speak slowly and and directly at you and you know, mm. look at you and there's no like you know awkwardness or anything like that um but they're ex- I thought they were extremely smart um and they study a lot and they, they read a lot um but they're different there I mean I don't know in every country they're different different type of uh um teachings that they, they do but but there were some people that, that that was their devotion was like learning from these these monks and and speaking with them and studying with them I kind of hope the next time around I spend a little more time like not just the you know 30 minute conversation maybe a couple days maybe you know spend some time as you're talking about it it's like all I want to do is book a plane ticket to a monastery and go talk to a monk it sounds powerful yeah some of, I mean I'm trying to think if, if it's possible here maybe not maybe. but there are like it is possible here I mean there are there are temples in the, the the US I know there's actually one in Colorado and Boulder from do we, do we have any in temple Austin? I don't know um, but you know, there, you know, there's one in. Um, I did a photo shoot for like a, a film premiere for this this monastery in France, and they they have like a documentary film that they're promoting around the world, and it's like uh, kind of like spreading the the idea of meditation. And do you meditate? No. <laughs> I like to. <laughs> I like how you just laughed at it. Like no, no fucking way. Yeah, because it because it sounds it's so weird because I love. Knowing it and love like meeting these people and 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 I wouldn't say I study it like I study like photography, but I'm just interested. I'm like really interested. I photograph like the lot. I'm really attracted to spiritual cultures for photography because I'm interested in it, but I I don't practice it. Oh, I see. I don't know why either. What about just uh like regular or not regular? Um, what about like uh. Like using an app, like Headspace. Headspace, I've heard of. I've, I've tr- I mean, I've done it a couple times, um, and I found it useful, but I know I haven't like tried it enough. But Headspace is, uh, um, that's like, like you get like a, it gives you like a time every day or something like that. Right? Yeah, you can do five or ten minutes a day. I've been you using use it? it. I've been using it for several months now. That's um, good. Yeah, like I, I did take a break uh, when I was traveling. I didn't yeah. use it, but a couple of times, yeah. I like just felt like, oh man, I really need to center myself. Mm. Um, but I'm using it again regularly now, and so I can see a huge. Jameson, 
What the like fuck is alcohol. going on? <laughs> what are you guys doing? I was like, what are you guys doing? I can see like a huge difference in uh, like how um, my thought process is and also like how I approach talking with people uh, and just the organization of my thoughts generally. Right. Um, now that I, I use it, I, I definitely recommend at, at least like trying to create some sort of routine with it. Cause it's kind of How like, many times did you try it? Where you're like, we're uh, uh, recording a podcast. The, no, you're fine. Yeah, you're fine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's it's nothing formal. It will be on YouTube, but yeah. Yeah. Um, at what point were you like, okay, I like this? Like as an example, <clears throat> um, I hated hated yoga at first. Hated it. It took like <coughs> fifteen times before I was like, yeah. okay, this is awesome. You know, yeah. it's like, I, I, you know, so, so where, you know, did you find that at the first, did you, were you like, eh, sure, I don't know what I'm getting out of this. Sure. Um, you know? yeah, it was kind of like, like it's nice, but remember, like, I'm not obsessed with it. Remember your first beer, like how mm-hmm. it was like an acquired taste. Yeah. Coffee. Thing. Yeah. Like it sounds like, uh, like things like yoga and meditating. Uh, yeah. And coffee. Like there are things like this that you do have to get used to. But I would say that besides getting used to it, there's uh, just the simple um, like routine mm. importance of doing something. So it's like with working out. Um, a lot of people, it's not that they struggle with the workout itself. So the audio isn't gonna be as... Yes, yeah. it's not going to be as good. I don't have the uh, the attachment, but um. Anyways. Yeah. No, I, I'll uh, I'll do it. I'll I'll uh, I'll try it out five times and then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I forget exactly how many days it, it takes to create a habit. Um, I think it's like fourteen or thirty oh, or that makes sense. something like this. But uh, yeah, I think that like that that was the hardest thing was just like setting up. Uh, a time each day yeah. um, and now that I do it regularly it's it's definitely um, it's something that I don't know how I functioned without it mm. like right. it just seems so natural now yeah 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 I gotta I gotta try that for sure you do you meditate you do I'm gonna try my own way my own practice yeah it's oh, good yeah, I don't, I don't make time for, uh, like, to just sit down and kind of like. Do you make time for like working out? <clears throat> yeah, uh, yeah, yoga and stuff. See like that, that. that the same way that that you said that, like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, it could be like that with it could be like that with meditating too, where it just becomes right, like a right. natural, like, hey, right. do you meditate instead of like, what the yeah. fuck are you talking about? Like, oh yeah, yeah. Of course I meditate. Uh, yeah, I do that after I fucking showered. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really, I, I really want to try to make that a part. I guess it's also like, uh, because it's something you have to do on your own, it's kind of harder. You know, like, uh, maybe um, if I did it with somebody, it would be kind of uh, easier. Maybe I can't like, drink caffeine when I do it, though. Like, yeah, I'm sure that would probably... I'm just really sensitive to it. Yeah, you know, maybe with uh, with chi, set up meditation time. 
<laughs> yeah, I think maybe. If you, do, if you do it together, like have a partner or something. Kind of like an exercise partner. Yeah, interesting. I've never thought about that. Like a meditation partner. Right. I don't know. I don't know if that, that would work. Like, though. okay, now's our time. Separate rooms. So, okay, yeah. So it would be like, <laughs> I'm going like to go upstairs and meditate. You're yeah. going to meditate. Let's do this right now. Right. How was your meditation? Oh. And then you can talk about it afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah that, that would probably become really, uh, just logistically no, really good. hard to do. That's good. Um, so what is your, like, preparation for your, your move in January? <laughs> do, you, do you have preparation or is, is it just like my preparation I mean I'm caught you know part of me is a little crazy that I do make decisions that are and then figure it out later yeah, I do the same um <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. You know, like I don't have any income <laughs> set up. I don't have a job there. I don't have anything to do. Right? But I've already done, I know how to, you know, make money for myself. I'm, I'll figure that out there. The preparations for my business, okay, maybe, you know, I'd reach out to those companies, see if I can get some work abroad, you know, start, write, you know, reaching out to travel companies. Who can I write for? Um, I have like a check. A chess club that I've been launching in different where okay so I did a chess club in the Amazon wait you mean like the game chess yeah do you want to play after this sure <laughs> and uh, I you know my dad was a uh, was our te chess teacher in our high school so I, uh, I just love chess I'm not that great at it but I just I I just really like it and um, when I went to, when I had my next trip coming up for the Amazon, like I was like, okay, I'm gonna bring this as a way to to help the the community without being too influential. What can I do that's helpful without, you know, without I don't know, teaching like entrepreneurship or something or something that's that's too influential of like beliefs and ideas. Okay, okay, I'll teach chess. Like, this is simple. It's a game. You know, it's not going to disrupt culture too much. You know, I'm, like, trying to balance these ideas. Disrupt? Like, what do you mean by that? Disrupt. Well, it's like, <laughs> it's like, it's like, um, you're tr you travel to a, a place that's remote and untouched. Oh, I see. And of course, you don't by going you don't yourself, you're, you're already you don't want to fuck it touching up. it. You're, yeah. you're so that's the dilemma that I battle with, and my, you know, you want to help a culture survive, because you know most of them will just die out if they're not if they can't self-sustain. You know, they're very endangered. What in a lot of really? Remote cultures, sure. Well, just in general, I mean, like by, um, you know, the, the tribes in the Amazon, um, the one that I lived with wasn't like you know a very remote uh, they were remote but it wasn't um what was the name of the tribe uh shipibo kanibo and they are like a shaman a, sh a tribe of shamans ayahuasca shamans oh yeah, yeah. okay and um, did you do ayahuasca no i Why? observed 
What? <laughs> what? You didn't do ayahuasca? No, I tried it, but I uh, didn't do enough the time that I was I was doing it. Oh. And uh, over I should, the course I, of I, months. Sorry for asking like that. Uh, I, I, I've done mushrooms once. and uh, Yeah, it's... It's, uh, it's definitely a thing to be like careful with absolutely yeah yeah i i uh i observed for a while and it was uh well i can go into that as well but um so these tribes like you know missionaries come in build a a school and then you know now you have a school system or, or something like that in the middle of the jungle one concrete structure where they're teaching like english and and you know different ideas and beliefs that we're already you know used to and then you, you know, influencing religion. Now you have like the tribal religion gone. Everyone's a Christian. You know, you have like the shaman uh, anacondas right next to a picture of Jesus. And it makes you know that's what I'm talking about. Okay. Where eventually these, you know, th- that was you know 100 years ago, 200 years ago, right? Now it's technology that's 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 moving in very quickly, and that is what I mean when I'm talking about they're endangered their culture is endangered because like the next generation doesn't want to learn their uh, like medicine healing they want to learn how to like make money and get it you know go to the city yeah. you know so so I you know but some of them do want to like flourish and sustain their culture and me as someone that like that, like loves culture and loves you un- this uniqueness of like people I am trying to I try to figure out okay how can I help without being you know too influential that's beautiful I get uh, it so chess that's okay perfect. yeah it's some positive critical thinking critical thinking yeah, it helped me a lot so maybe it will you know help someone else and it's just a game of chess you know uh, it's it, I what I didn't know is that it was gonna be really easy to introduce because kids love to do anything that like you know they don't have a lot of entertainment there so it's either soccer the one uh, there was actually like an internet cafe it's like a little hut and like just like wires everywhere and like two computers and a TV but this is like you know that's like in the last 10 years and 50 years ago we're talking about nothing you know so this is uh, one of the larger tribes and you know that old generation was shamans and so yeah so that so it was really easy that's one other thing that I'm gonna do there I mean when you're talking about preparation I have to like go back preparation for for Bali you know that's a way that I can keep you know my some structure in my life not lose my mind while I'm there trying to like go surfing every day I'll have like okay at least something to keep me going do that type of project. Maybe it also help with visa or something like that. Man, when you were living with this this tribe, yeah. like speaking of structure, like what was your what was your structure like, like physically and right. daily? Like were you living in a, a hut? Are you were you you're not in a hostel? Uh, hut. Yeah. I, I would assume. No, you're in a, a, a hut. Are there hostels there? No. 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 <laughs> uh, no. I should probably Google. <laughs> no, no. Out. I mean, it, like, you, you'd be ridiculous <laughs> if you knew the place. It's, oh, that's it, what I figured. There's, I'm, I'm sure, like, uh, the most popular destination would be in Peru. Is uh, what's the place in the north, in northern Peru? 
I mean, anyone that wants to do ayahuasca goes like through northern Peru, and there's tons of places. And it's, it's yeah, what? But this place is in the south. I had to take like a 28-hour bus from Lima to the to the port town, and then a three-hour canoe through the rivers to this to this village. A friend that I met in Bhutan told me about it and said, if you ever want to live in the Amazon, let me know. And a year later, I called her up and was like, I want to go. But, I, yeah. And uh, so, the, yeah, you live in a hut, there's bats, there's tarantulas, it's insane. Wow. Uh, and, yeah, it was, it was tough to live there. But very, actually, similar to, you know, village villages in, in, in Bhutan as well, like farmhouses, well, no, they're very, more, a lot more developed um, but uh, you know this place is also like <clears throat> in the middle between somewhere between you know the the river port towns and cities and like a tribe and then in the middle is like this type of village where it's like roads are forming you know now they have a mud road that's that takes like two hours instead of canoe, but it, you know, it's, it's usually filled up by water in the wet season. So, uh, you can, you can access it. It's just like, how, how easily accessible is it, you know? And then, you know, to go deeper, I did visit other tribes that were <clears throat> even more remote. Uh, it just gets tougher and tougher. It's so hard. I can't imagine being these, these like people that actually live like and go and do like medical treatment, let's say, for, for people out there. I mean, it's, it's like tough. It's, it's funny you say more remote because you were like, okay, 28 hour bus ride, right. or, then yeah. a hike, and then a three hour canoe right. ride. Like that. That's right. more remote than that. Yeah, then it's like, okay, another day by boat. And then you're going like, then you're somewhere where you're you're not even close to if something happens you're you know you're not getting to a hospital or anything like that. Mm-hmm. At least where I was, you're you're three to four hours away from getting to like medical treatment. <laughs> I guess if you got bit by a snake or something like that. Uh, I was like interacting with people that are this remote. Like. It, it must be like talking to somebody that, like, it's not even the same human. Like, they're just thinking completely differently, I would imagine. Yeah, not, but there, the there's kids, no, the like, kids we're going to play chess after. It's like, we're are, just trying to survive. The kids are, like, pretty um, modern, modernized, or, yeah. or modernized, more like... Uh, they just seem really familiar. Yeah. Because they have cell phones, internet. I mean, it's really like. It, yeah. it sounds really strange. It's like remote, but like because of the, the cell phones and the internet. The cell phones and internet is everywhere. I mean, that that's the thing I see. That's like the easiest. Coca Cola and cell phones. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> see Coca see Coca Cola everywhere. Yeah. Uh, that's like. I. I I can't believe where they are sometimes. I'm like, holy crap! How yeah. this this little hut sells like gum and Coca Cola or something like that. Yeah, it's really annoying. I, I remember sitting on a bus. Uh, I was going 
to a different place in Santa Marta, uh-huh. and there was this kid, probably like 13 or 14, he was holding a giant Coke bottle, like uh-huh. like two liter or liter or whatever. Yeah. And I'm thinking like, there's so many positive things about this place. I guess less so Santa Marta, uh-huh. uh, just because of the tourism, but so many positive things. And then there's this kid that's holding this Coke that wasn't made there. Mm-hmm. Um, like it's got high fructose corn syrup. Mm-hmm. It is just so bad for you. Right. Like I wonder, does this, does its parents know how bad this, this drink is? And he's holding a two liter, just like drinking it like it's water. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they definitely. Yeah. So disappointing. Uh, yeah, I see that a lot in villages. Like a lot of junk food. It's like everywhere and trash. Like there's no, uh, there's Recycle. very little education on like you know, the, you know, there's no reason to, you know, think it's harmful to the environment, unless you see like okay, a hundred years later, this piece of plastic is still there, or like disrupting our plant life. But um, yeah, that's an issue. I mean, it's even it's even regarded as like in Bhutan, you'll see like a, a, a jar of uh, thing of Pringles on the altar because it's colorful and it's nice and it's like you know that's a, that's that, that's <laughs> I wish I took that picture that dichotomy is hilarious yeah <laughs> a Pringle on an altar <laughs> yeah it's like what's wrong with it nothing it's just it's an offering because oh. they're offering food oh I see uh, oh there's a like, meaning it's not just sitting there like no no it no, was no, purposely no. put there yeah but it's like a it's colorful and it's uh, it. it's food. I got it. Wow. So I was like, that's pretty nice. If you're gonna like give an offering, oh. that's a nice gift. Uh, and except for and it food. also is like you know, it's also like kind of kind of good. It was like, oh, well, I mean, yeah, it is. Yeah. You know. Even the gods are being fucked by refined foods. Well. I'm, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, the uh, but it's like it kind of like ch- also is like forces you to change your perspective on on it. It's like okay, it's it's it could be viewed as that as like this beautiful jar of, of uh, a beautiful offering, um, <laughs> but I just see it as like you know the commercial Pringles popping Pringles, uh, and then the, the recycling thing is like. You know, I'm not super passionate about that, but obviously, you know, uh, I'm, I, my way of helping is through the, the chess, but I mean, there's so many things you can do, and that's one of the reasons why, like, before I went, I knew I was going to want to do something. The chess club is still there? Yeah. Uh, they still play. I actually, like, have to go back uh, by the end of this year. That'll be, like, a one-week thing. I go drop you know drop off materials, and try to like teach a, lo- the lo- a local teacher or one of the kids that's like really really good, to uh, to take over, you know, so it self sustains. Because I mean they're playing you know they're playing soccer, fine that's cool they're playing FIFA, okay. If you just like split up that time with some chess, I think that's I think that's helpful. Do you have some pictures? Mm-hmm. Where do you, do you have them like online that people can check them out? Yeah, I can show you. 
you just have like a name? Yeah. Um send you the I guess, uh, like, while you're bringing this up, do you have, uh, like, a website for people to check out your, your work if they're interested in photography or, or your services? Yeah, sure. Thanks for the promotion. That's tough. Um, um, these are the people. Wow. <laughs> crazy, right? Whoa. Yeah, that's that, the... That mountainside house. Right. So this is Bhutan and my, my website. You know, I'll give you the link so you can add it to the caption or something. And then this is uh, the most sacred temple in the country. It's on a cliff. Yeah. <laughs> it's insane. This is what that houses are like. And uh, looks yeah. similar to uh, like a house in Colombia, kind of. And then the Amazon is like. Is the sister that I lived with, but this is like where you would live. It's my host father. What's his name? Enrique. Enrique. That's our backyard. That's him. But that, that's like the living conditions. Just from those pictures, like they seem, uh, they seem really happy comparatively to. Uh, <laughs> general, I guess, American. Yeah. Um, United States citizen. Yeah, Bhutan has a thing called gross national happiness, where the government measures happiness as it would, like, GDP. True. So it's G&H and GDP are, of, you know, of equal importance. Sure. And it, like, creates a lot of questions about what is happiness, you know, the relativity of happiness and who is happy and who's not. You know, are they actually happy? Or are they just pretending to be happy? Or that yeah, or is it like, you know, they have to keep up with G and H and you know, we're supposed to be happy people, so we're you know. Uh but in, I do f it's a it's just it's a it's a tough one. I mean mm. but I do think they're less stressed out. Oh, I see. <laughs> so I don't think they have as much anxiety. Like that someone might have a simple life on a farm and they might seem very very happy but they might not be but in general I, I saw that uh, people were um, just less stressed out it was just less anxiety yeah it seems to be huge in the US but like <laughs> yeah. now that I, I spent that month in Colombia and then came back like it's just it's really hard for me to deal with talking to like people uh, like in restaurants or or just like uh, like I'm buying something from a cashier because I'm just like looking at them like like they're foreign like why are, I'm like why are you talking like that why are you talking so quickly and it yeah so it's, it's unnatural and like mm -hmm. I really feel like a lot of these people that I've been like when I went to the grocery store like I should just go behind the counter and give them a hug and just feel like it's <laughs> gonna be okay yeah, yeah, it, it's, uh, I mean, 
it's interesting because you're like, how do you get, how do you become like that? And I'm like, okay, I, I get like that too sometimes. So it's like, oh, me too. You know, you're like, how the heck does that happen? How do, how do we, how do our personalities develop in such a way that uh, we're like in the grocery aisle complaining about not having like um, a certain flavor of chips or something like that? There's no Cool Ranch Doritos in here. Fuck, this place sucks. <laughs> you know, like, I could be saying that. Uh, you know, multiple <laughs> times in my life, and uh, but you know, like yeah, I, if you're I, saying that, you need to go. It's yeah, but January like needs to hurry up. And it's like if if that's creating, like that's it's something that small can creating anxiety. Sure. Like imagine how much other shit is gonna piss you off. So you just uh, created anxiety know. by you saying that there's people like complaining about there not being a flavor of chip and, and like yeah, yeah. I'm actually getting like that's pissing me off just thinking about it yeah wouldn't that suck no no, no. yeah yeah, oh. yeah I, I, I wonder that but it's I remember like on my fir- first trip back I was so like taken back by these guys in Walgreens talking about Halloween candy or something and I was like man what's wrong with these people but then, then I was like no, it. I, I tried. To, I know I can get like that too, and I don't like, exactly think there's anything wrong with it, except that, uh, you know, if it's if it's happening all the time, then you're like just not happy. You know, if you're not going to be happy because of it, and like create other people, make other people pissed off. Yeah. By telling the cashier that she fucking sucks for not having cool ranch Doritos. <laughs> Uh, you know, like, that's the thing that I see as a big difference. Whining, complaining, and uh, being just too anxious. I, I don't, I, I, when I was living in Bhutan, it's like complete opposite, but it's not like, oh, you know, we're living a, we, it's not, a, it's not a, a, a like a, effort to be minimalist or anything like that it's just uh, they are moving life at a slower more tolerable place pace I think yeah I think I don't know here in the US I, I notice it myself like I just I get caught up and try to make as much money make as much money and then like little things piss me off and I'm like and I'm like a lose tr- lose sense yeah these like out. these like little things that like uh, you know, I'm sure I'm going to start getting irritated with in the next, like, week or two once yeah. I, I acclimate. Um, I think that I'm going to be grateful, though, and I am grateful for just, like, the ability to get to a point where I can be annoyed. Mm-hmm. Uh, it sounds kind of bad, but it's something so small because, like... Because your life is I so took, cushy. Yeah, I took for granted just basic things, like, on... I mean, not cushy. This definitely isn't a cushy area. Right. <laughs> <laughs> But but <laughs> to most people in the U.S., our apartment's not the best. But but like a, I think it's nice. these basic things like like AC. Oh yeah, AC cl- is clean, clean air outside. God, so nice. Um, like uh, a, <laughs> like a tolerable climate. Right. Um, I can walk outside and I don't have to worry about any sort of well, for the most part, like danger. Um, right. like. These are, like, things that I took for granted before. Yeah, yeah. 
that's what I, I, I really do like about traveling. It's like you get to appreciate it more. Uh, especially it's like we have everything here. You know, it's so awesome. Like we, <laughs> like, we can, like uh, being in Peru and then we're in the in the jungle, right? I mean, we're showering with like buckets of of water four times a day just because I'm sweating so much. I'm just like, ah. And then I, I went to a mall a couple months later. And a couple months, I mean, you know, it's not like that long. But after a couple months, I went to the, the, the mall and it was like, this is so sick. <laughs> like dipping dots and I don't know, some stupid shit like that. But it was, uh, I was like, oh, this is why a kid, you know, from the village wants to go to the city. I mean, this is, it's so amazing. It's so attractive. And then, like, you lose that, uh, you know, the culture by every little bit that that happens. And then the world becomes, like, more homogenous, more similar. And then, at least for me, it's like, oh, damn. When we're in a, uh, when we're, <laughs> seems boring. When we're in a spot like this, in a position like this in life, um, it seems like a fucking waste to not try to squeeze like every ounce of uh, like what you're trying to get out of life yeah. out of it. That was a really horrible way of, of, of phrasing it. But like, just like whatever your passion is, like it, it would be a total waste to have. I, I'm just gonna say like AC, a safe environment clean air, these very basic fucking things, yeah. and then to just not attempt <laughs> to pursue the, the, the passion or passions that, that we're trying to pursue. Like, it would be insane. Right, right. Like, right. Like, you have the opportunity, at least, to, to pursue a, something you enjoy as a career, instead of just working for a buck, you know? Do you find a pressure, or not not so much a pressure, but a uh, do you find like a lingering feeling to like push your your photography business as hard as you can and things like this because you've you've traveled to some places, uh, especially this this remote location, and then right. na- now you're here. I think at first I, I don't I don't remember I don't really remember that I don't have that thought right now, but I know I did have it when I I know it was one of the driving. Like reasons why I was able to do anything uh, with my business. So like, I think it maybe took six months before I started making money, and until then I had to. I mean, for a year I lived on like couch, my friends' couches and, and things like that, just to like launch my business. Whereas the year prior, sleeping on a couch for one night was like the most miserable thing, and I, you know. So, getting used to, like, getting rid of all the luxuries, getting used to uh, the feeling of just, like, having, like, the bare minimum, and then taking all my money and investing it in, in my business and not having to worry about all the other things, and taking, and, and having the opportunity to say, okay, these, you know, I've seen so many people that are just looking for the opportunity to work and to make money to survive and wow that's like such a gift that we have here like we can just get a job 
you know, and anywhere. And then, you know, I, I can undo all of that and kind of pursue my, my passion. Uh, but not because I feel like I need to because, you know, uh, everyone else is, has to just get a job to survive and like doesn't have the opportunity to. But it was kind of like um, something really motivating about about um, seeing that the, their lifestyles and then coming back and being like, "Wow, we have it so easy," yeah. And then just taking a risk on your own business. Um, but that's. You know, I forgot what that feels like, because I've been, you know, here for a year now without like really traveling in intensely, which is why I need to like go back again and try to like get back into that mindset. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, are you planning on coming back? I'll always come back. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, there's no doubt. To the U.S. Oh. Or the Austin? Um, I guess both. Yeah, I, I don't I don't see myself like not living in America like ever again or something like that. I I I love it here. I mean, it's it's, like, it's really comfortable. Uh, you know, everything I know, everything that's familiar is here. You know, it's so comfortable. My family and and everything like that. So yeah, I there's nothing. I don't have any qualms with with living here. Um, you know, except that. I don't want to get stuck in the same routine of things, but I, I, I think I see myself just traveling all, all over for a while. At some point, I'm gonna get tired and 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 want to just like have a house in one place, yeah. and I think America is like a great place to do that. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I agree. But uh, you know, there's other countries I would love to live in. But unless you know, I don't. I don't know. That'd be really tough. I mean, it just sounds. It just seems difficult. I don't know if it's okay, like. I don't know if it's healthy to be, con you know, constantly. I like that mindset a lot, but I like a balance. Yeah. You, know? you have to have a home base. America's a pretty good home base. Right. That's a good. That's a good home base. I'll take America. Yeah, it's, it's awesome here. Obviously, we have, like, our issues, but overall, so comfortable. Right? Like, you come back from Colombia, and you're here now for the first time since Colombia. Yeah, yeah. And I have, like, <laughs> yeah. a huge grin on my face right now just thinking about it. <laughs> yeah. And the yeah. food is, like, I mean, your, your options for food alone, or the grocery store, and that's everything. Yeah. You could possibly imagine. I mean, that's that's incredible. I naturally, for some reason, like wanted to, to pick something to to complain about, and then I was like, I was gonna complain about the, the prices of food yeah. when you said food, and then I was like, oh no, I just need to like walk or Uber a mile and a half that away. Right. And food is really cheap. Right. right An avocado right. was like forty nine cents yesterday. Right. Yeah. 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 It's, ugh, variety. So, uh, just to like wrap this up, uh, <laughs> dude, this was like fucking 
Two, two phones. We're in there. We set everything up. We don't even have a mic with the second one. <laughs> the guy laying on the couch over here. This was fucking awesome. I was, so we're, <laughs> I was like, I was like, Jameson's gonna come in here and be like, what the fuck is going on with the new roommate? Like, what are they doing? I, I didn't know if I should like. I didn't know if I should include him in on on the uh, conversation. I, I was because that was the first time it's happened where like. Uh, conversations with oh, yeah. the, it like changed to it being three people for a second right uh, yeah, I wasn't sure what to do but anyways to, to wrap things up um, like what is your website sure. and um, do you have an Instagram a Twitter yeah uh, uh, website is com. this is for like your portfolio of your your uh, yeah, photography travel business and the event work I do for like uh, clients so uh, in, the, in the US and then Instagram is Vince hashtag Vince, Vince hashtag, hashtag is spelled out alright cool <laughs> dude this is fucking perfect yeah dude I'm happy for you I hope this, I hope you can continue to do it and then like you know people will get to like pick little bits of information for themselves Sure. Or someone's like, I'm fucking going to Bhutan or the, or Amazon or whatever someone else says, and like, they pick up and go, and maybe that, yeah. Yeah, I think it's really important. Yeah. Awesome, man.